to this fake. So go ahead, go nuts, go ape. Especially in my pastel on my paper. Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel. Homie, take six and take this. Hater. Uh, Neil and Bud, uh, the President of the United States is in his office now and would like to say a few words to you. Hello, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And as you talk to us from the Sea of Tranquility, it inspires us to redouble our efforts to bring peace and tranquility to Earth. For one priceless moment in the whole history of man, all the people on this Earth are truly one. WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor, keeping Richard Nixon's vision of peace and global unity alive with sounds and music from all the cultures of all the people all over the world. If you hear the uh, like you think the ones on, what do you call it, music at the restaurants or on the elevators? That music is destructive. That music, if we had good music playing for people in a happy society on the streets, you know? I feel like uh, my music, uh, I have a new record coming out. I just feel like, well, maybe this time they'll hear it. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And uh, needless to say, uh, I was going <laughs> to spend the majority of this evening's show to uh, raking Rick Snyder over the calls for right to work, but uh, that that can, <laughs> I think, be uh, postponed for a future date because obviously there are going to be legal challenges to this uh, bill signing, and it's uh, quite ironic that the lame-brained duck session of the Michigan Congress actually had a bill that passed uh, just a day before the tragic events in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. And uh, while all of the facts aren't known, <laughs> and probably many of them never will be, uh, it strikes me that this, uh, as usual, is rearing its ugly head in uh, the American discourse regarding the Second Amendment, regarding these automatic weapons that have no place in a civilized society, and yet uh, are being increasingly used in these mass shootings that um, are so horrific. And this particular event, um, you know, it breaks your heart. These are seven-year-old children, six-year-old children that are, you know, that were shot uh, three, eleven times. This right. uh, gunman got off hundreds of uh, rounds here uh, with a with a vicious uh, assault rifle, and it strikes me uh, as sort of an. Uh, it, it's characterized as a semi-automatic uh, weapon, and I'm not a weapons expert, but this strikes me as sort of a irrelevant debate, uh, sort of like arguing that an automatic transition versus a manual transition, one has more torque than the other. Um, there are about 20 to 30 of these mass shootings every year in the United States. And I wanted to particularly take to task, uh, John Lott uh, appeared 
on a national public radio uh, station, WUOM, this afternoon, uh, in which he uh, very, uh, in a sort of uh, very uh, dis- intellectually dishonest way, uh, claimed that um, he, he has written a book. He's an academic, uh, considered an uh, expert on the Second Amendment, and he's written a book called More Guns, Less Crime, that apparently is pretty much filled with falsehoods. And he went off on a re- really weird tangent about the fact that these shootings occur in, in areas where there aren't any signs indicating that there might be concealed weapons. And the idea that the Michigan legislature uh, here in the and Rick Snyder fortunately hasn't signed this bill yet, and I'll be amazed if he does, given these events. It depends on how much Kool-Aid he's been drinking lately, of course. Yeah, and... Um, but this does strike me as a bit of a game changer. Uh, whether it will change the game or not, uh, I'm not terribly optimistic. I think we can count on the fact that uh, Mitch McConnell will organize filibusters in the Senate uh, to prohibit any um, reintroduction of a ban on assault weapons. And this was an assault weapon that killed all these children and these teachers. And it's ironic, of course, that... Um, teachers that teach uh, the youngest of our children, these uh, five to four K uh, schools, elementary schools, are predominantly women, um, and that's of course why the victims in this case are all women. Women and children. Women and children. And when George McGovern retired, uh, passed away this past year, I, I quoted something that he used in the 1972 campaign. He he said that bombing women and children in Southeast Asia will not bring America peace with honor. And it didn't. And uh, we don't know all the details about this gunman, but uh, uh, just sort of judging by his the brief information that we know. And the BBC, by the way, has been a little more forthcoming with some of the strange details about this, uh, the mother of the uh, perpetrator. This strikes me as sort of an, uh, using deductive and inductive reasoning, this strikes me as sort of an amalgamation of failed, a failed marriage, maybe some financial trouble, uh, but bad parenting. She did not teach her children well, to paraphrase a Crosby Stills Nash song. No, but uh, she did take them out uh, target practicing yeah. regularly. Shooting. And she owned these guns. And uh, while well, he broke the law, he stole the gun, but that strikes me as sort of irrelevant. And the idea that the Michigan legislature would p- pass a bill, you know, irrespective, given the fact that we've had dozens of these events happen this year, including this horrific event in Aurora, to promote a conceal and carry law for daycare centers, for schools, churches, sporting events. I mean, this is total madness. This is beyond uh, Second Amendment rights. This is It's legitimizing vigilantism on, on one level and uh, reducing uh, the concept of a, a law and order society to uh, that of the Wild West. Yeah. <clears throat> you uh, introduce more guns, you know, if, uh, for example, there are those legislators who think that, well, if teachers packed guns, they could prevent these things from happening. But... Uh, 
the more guns there are floating around, I mean, you don't want to, as, as a classroom teacher, you're in charge of a lot of things, or you wear many hats in that job. Uh, becoming sheriff isn't one of them. And I'll just note parenthetically that uh, here in Ann Arbor, where I work in uh, the public schools, uh, just this year, uh, for the first time in, I don't know, six or seven years since the high schools have had uniformed armed police officers on campus, the funding was cut for that this year. Mm -hmm. I find it uh, ironic and uh, bizarre that that funding comes from the education budget, not the local municipal law enforcement budget. In other words, schools have to make cuts. So, well, how can we make cuts that don't affect classroom uh, material and presentations? And well, you're talking here about the state of Michigan. Here, right here in Ann Arbor. The state of Michigan. The state of Michigan. Funding. Yes. Yeah, Michigan education. funding has yeah. cut. And so the Ann Arbor Public Schools chose to, well, we guess we can no longer afford uh, the allotment that's paid uh, to Ann Arbor Police uh, for this presence. Uh, why does that come out of the education budget? Well, and, That's and bizarre to this, me. of course, has been a proposal that uh, good old Louis Gohmert, he's sort of the hillbilly-looking uh, version of uh, of Lloyd uh, Blankenstein. He's a congressman from Texas. He believes that uh, teachers should be armed yeah. and that there should be trained staff in all the schools in America in which guns are brought to school. <laughs> So then you got gun, you know, shootout at the OK hallway yeah. and uh, random peripheral uh, victims on the side from that. Uh, more guns is hardly the answer. Yeah, um, and, and the numbers are just staggering. Uh, it's interesting to note, by the way, that I've been keeping clippings on gun violence uh, since the mid-'80s. <laughs> Um, with well, all this we marked 32 years this last December 8th that John Lennon was shot down. Yeah. And the, the numbers are just mind-boggling. Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, I've got some articles from this year. There were 12,664 homicides uh, in, related to gun violence just last year in the United States. In 2009, the number was 11,493. That's about five or six 9-11s a year. Yeah. And the, the latter statistic, by the way, um, comes from an article by David Cole, who is an expert, by the way, on constitutional issues related to the growing national security state. Our romance with guns uh, that appeared in the New York Review of Books on the 27th of September, 2012, in which he specifically talks about the uh, massacres that ha had occurred in Aurora, Colorado, and Oak Creek, which is a uh, Sikh temple in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. These are two of the mass shootings that have occurred in just recent months. Uh, in the article, he notes that the NRA has 4 million members and that Americans own 280 million guns an average of close to one gun per person. We've been given other statistics that show that about 45% of all households have guns. And it is quite clear from all of the literature on this, all of the experts that have published anything, that uh, the states with higher gun ownership have higher homicide rates. Now, where John Lott gets into uh, adding confusion to the problem uh, is his ability to talk about inner cities that have very high rates of gun 
violence, particularly amongst African-American men. Well, that's typically what inner city is used as code for uh, by the right wing. And, of course, the inner city problems related to guns are connected to uh, drug, turf, gang warfare related to drug, turf, uh, lack of jobs, uh, lack of funding for education. Uh, You name it. It's got a variety of causes. It's got nothing to do with gun laws because America virtually has no gun laws. I'd like to point out that the five clowns that uh, equated uh, free speech uh, with campaign contributions are the same five justices that recently struck down a uh, Washington, D.C. law in, in, uh, in 2008 called the District of Columbia versus Heller. Um, this, by the way, was the first time the Supreme Court had actually dealt with a Second Amendment constitutional issue in 70 years. Uh, we have different guns now than we did 70 years ago. Indeed. And, of course, Sarah Palin is well acquainted with the guns we had back on the infamous ride of Paul Revere. Uh, I won't try and recreate the Stephen Colbert recreation of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Load that musket. Careful now. But that was one of the funniest things on television in the last decade uh, when Sarah Palin was... uh, I think presumably trying to make a presidential run that uh, backfired quite badly thanks to her uh, claim that Paul Revere uh, rang bells and fired muskets to warn the people. Mandrake, the redcoats are coming. (laughs) It's interesting, by the way, that Warren Berger, and I wanted to quote this from the David Cole article, Our Romance with Guns. He, by the way, reviews uh, three books that I don't need to go into. They're uh, academic books, uh, one specifically over the right to uh, bear arms in America, and which is entitled, ironically, Gunfight, uh, and another one that is basically about New York City and crime control, published by the Oxford University Press, that may actually be the most academic of these books re- that he's reviewing here. But in 1991, Warren Berger, who was appointed to the Supreme Court to replace Earl Warren by your favorite president and mine, Richard Nixon. And he was appointed uh, to be put onto the Supreme Court because he was in favor of law and order. He was going to replace the uh, focus of the Warren Court that had... uh, quite appropriately focused quite a bit on uh, police abuse in the criminal justice system and enhanced the right to the the defendants, the Miranda rule, Gideon, etc. In 1991, former Chief Warren Berger, a conservative Republican, said that the idea that the Second Amendment protected an individual right to bear arms was one of the greatest pieces of fraud. And I repeat the word fraud on the American public by special interest groups that I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
Yet just 17 years later, in Heller, five justices proclaimed that the framers had indeed protect, uh, intended to protect an individual right to bear arms. That's what the case was about. It, 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 it essentially came down to commas and the well-regulated militia mm-hmm. component of the Second Amendment. Kind of a facet, fascinating academic debate. But when you see these numbers, and these numbers are, have not changed much, Th- these are the numbers from 1980, as reported by the 1986 Washington Report on Handgun Control of Homicide Statistics. Britain had eight homicides per 100,000, eight total homicides, or an average of 0.0142% for every 100,000 people. Japan had 77, or 0.06%. Six percent. Sweden had eighteen point two one percent. Switzerland twenty four point three five percent. Australia four uh, per hundred thousand. Israel twenty three point five eight nine six per hundred thousand. Uh, Canada had eight homicides, or point oh three three per hundred thousand, and the United States had eleven thousand five hundred and twenty two. This is in 1980. Now, as the 80s went on, the homicide rate from guns went way up in America. Uh, There wasn't any gun control. Uh, Guns were proliferating in our urban areas as the crack epidemic spread. And the crack epidemic, of course, had complex uh, elements connected to Ronald Reagan's war on drugs, which was actually a war on marijuana, as criminal statistics show. In the last 16 years... Uh, this uh, letter writer points out, from 1968 to 1984, 147,000 murders by handguns have occurred in the United States. Now, let's imagine this for a second. This is the equivalent of a home game of the University of Michigan, plus half of a crowd out there. Michigan draws about 110,000 for a football game. So this is and if you've ever been to Michigan Stadium, you can realize that's how many people we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And these numbers haven't changed much. Uh, though they did, ironically, go down a little bit during the assault weapon ban that occurred in uh, 1994 under Bill Clinton. But guess what? The NRA j- jumped into... Um, action and targeted all the Democrats that voted for the assault weapons ban. And while there were some other issues that were involved, this was a big factor in why Newt Gingrich took over with the Republican sweep of the House of Representatives in 1994. The NRA is not realistic anymore. And when we have statements from uh, leaders of the pro-NRA people. Some of these statements are just absolutely remarkable because we've heard a variety of defenders of the, quote, right to bear arms come out with all kinds of proposals. They want to arm teachers. Right. They want to have concealed weapons in daycare centers. What, what, what possible... Um, Use could a uh, and why would you even contemplate something so stupid? A an infant child, a child uh, not even six years old, could easily die from a gun. And the idea that a per, a, a a person 
with a pistol is somehow going to stop an, a, a guy with body armor who's got an automatic uh, weapon. Like that dude in the theater shooting. Yeah, same sort of thing. Uh, this guy's obviously a bit of a, a copycat uh, killer. The guns that he used were uh, identical to the guns used in um, Aurora, Colorado, as well as the uh, guns used in the Virginia Tech uh, shooting, which, of course, uh, ranks number one. This turns out to be number two of all time. But Mr. Lott's assertion that these mass shootings have not occurred in states that have conceal uh, and carry laws is false. Uh, three of them, three of the top 11 have occurred in Texas. And one of them occurred uh, in 2009 at a military base. Shocking. Now, I can't imagine a more heavily armed place. <laughs> this guy didn't even get shot. This guy is actually in a trial currently, right now, a oh. court-martial that's having a debate about whether or not he can have a beard or not in court. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, th this is amazing. This is how absurd this country is. It's, it, it is absolutely mind-boggling. Well, when the last shooting happened, you and I sat down here and said, well, uh, it's terrible, it's tragic, uh, but it's not surprising. And is anything going to change? Uh, no, of course not. No. And here we are, uh, the week before Christmas. Uh, and uh, Christmas is ruined, quite frankly, I think for lots and lots of people. Um, there's so many things to... to uh, point out here that uh, it's it's just a, a maelstrom of insanity out there. First of all, no responsible sportsman, and I have several friends who are hunters, deer hunters, duck hunters, etc. No responsible sportsman is out there using multi-round clips. Uh, that's just a no-brainer. Those yeah. are for combat purposes only. Uh, there's no recreational use for those. You don't need those for target practicing. Uh, there's small enough clips. There's uh, the, the guns that shoot off 12. You can get 22s that do that. I don't know a lot about guns, but I have fired them before. And uh, I respect people's rights to enjoy their hunting. But uh, no hunter I know uh, needs these sorts of things. I've begun to wonder lately if... Uh, the NRI needs to be uh, NRA needs to be reconsidered as uh, a group that fosters terror. Because let's think about this: the United States government once uh, had the um, African National Congress officially registered as a terrorist organization. In fact, it was a CIA tip-off that led to the arrest of Nelson Mandela and his multi-decade uh, incarceration. Well, that's all water under the bridge now, and we've patched that up. Uh, but. Just suppose there was an organization right here in America that legally and overtly supported the right of dangerous lunatics to acquire weapons of mass destruction. Wouldn't we scratch our heads and say, well, gee, is this Al Qaeda? Mm -hmm. uh, no, it's the National Rifle Association. Now, I don't mean by that assertion to tar all members uh, with uh, that uh, designation, but I think NRA members need to take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror and uh, reconsider some of these positions. Uh, and it's interesting, by the way, that Joe Manchin, who... Uh, yes. A Democratic... NRA member. And a big NRA um, favorite. They like to use the phrase Tea Party favorite. Came out today and, and realized that this was a game changer and that these assault rifles have no uh, place in the area of sportsmen uh, ship or whatever, you know, firing a target 
target ranges. And it's odd that uh, this community seemed to have had dozens of these shooting ranges around the community. Uh, this town has been characterized as sort of a, you know, suburban kind of town, but it, it strikes me as it's kind of like a rur-burb. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a combination of a rural area and a suburb. And get this, this is Larry Pratt, the executive director of Gun Owners of America, uh, following the shooting, um, according to Think Progress. He wasted no time on Friday. This is from Charles M. Blow's column in Saturday's New York Times. He wasted no problem uh, following the gun shooting on Friday. He issued a statement that read, Gun control supporters have blood of little children on their hands. Federal and state laws combine to ensure that no teacher, no administrator, no adult had a gun at the Newton School where the children were murdered. This tragedy underscores the urgency of getting rid of gun bans in school zones. Well, that's like saying schools cause school <laughs> shootings. This is this is amazing. This 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 is just such an absurd claim. I, first of all, I don't even know if it's true. We don't know if any teachers uh, had guns. The teachers t had other priorities. These teachers were heroes. This has been documented, Mister Pratt. And, you know, quite frankly, one thing to reconsider, too, is the actual language, not necessarily just the punctuation of the Second Amendment. It's about arms. Guns are never specifically mentioned. No. Some arms are banned. You can't have anthrax. You can't have uh, heavy explosives. Uh, it's a pretty generic term. It seems to me like there's room, as has been suggested by Michigan's uh, Senator Carl Levin, that, hey, bullets aren't mentioned either. No. Maybe we uh, attack this problem through the bullets. And this ammunition clip, by the way, used by this character, Mr. Lanza, who struck me as a guy that looked sort of like an anorexic monk. Um, he's going to turn out to be a complete loser uh, with mental problems, undoubtedly, but not insane. His problems were minor uh, relative to how many people in America really have mental problems. Um, we'll find out more in, in due course about him. He's described as shy and intelligent. And ultimately... Uh, Probably a big fan of video games and... Right, I mean, there's going to be a lot of similarities, yeah. the, the uh, alienated, uh, you know, asocial uh, loser, but, I mean, any of these people who resort to this, there's, there's plenty of people who suffer from depression and anxiety who don't snap. No. Uh, partly because most of them aren't heavily armed. Uh, but uh, when you cross that line, you you know your name really isn't relevant anymore. You're just that asshole. <clears throat> I say erase their names. You know, I'd never refer to the guy who shot John Lennon by name. He's just that asshole. Yeah, well, I can't even remember his name, and <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> if he was working for uh, one of the uh, federal agencies in some capacity. Well, it makes you wonder a little bit, too, about he, who he, funds he, the NRA. Where does all this money come from? He, You know, the, the killer and the the date in the John Lennon assassination is uh, very interesting, to say the least. <clears throat> oh, there's all sorts of uh, unanswered questions about that. There's been some good research into the uh, FBI's surveillance of Lennon. And, and, uh, and Lennon would have undoubtedly been one of uh, the most vociferous critics of uh, incoming President indeed. Ronald Reagan. 
uh, who... Uh, yeah, his uh, coming out of retirement just as Reagan was uh, about to go into office uh, uh, was the Nixon people who were working for Reagan, and they were the ones who put the original surveillance on Lenin. Um, Nicholas Kristof in Sunday's uh, New York Times uh, points out in his article, Do We Have the Courage to Stop This?, that ladders and toy guns are more heavily regulated yeah. than actual guns mm -hmm. in this country. He notes that ladders kill about 300 Americans a year, guns closer to 30,000. Yeah, and of course, the, the, the statistics that I've reported on this gun violence are homicides, not uh, suicides, not suicides accidents, combined, right. and accidents. And there are, of course, uh, dozens of, of accidents. The statistics showing... Uh, you know the comparison between having guns in the in the home versus not having them is overwhelming. Um, basically, you know this argument that oh guns don't kill people, people kill people. Well, yeah, uh, but whatever. people with guns kill more efficiently and rapidly. And uh, I think if the original uh, intent of the framers uh, could be, you know, fast forwarded into uh, the present day. I think the uh, founding fathers would vomit in rage at this interpretation that allows these kind of weapons to be readily available. And the fact that they're now in the wake of this horrifying killing of children, these guns are flying off the shelves. Yeah. Because the fear is, well, they're going to ban them soon, so I got to get me one. Well, and that's one of that's the, a form of sickness right yeah, there. Yeah, and that's one of the interesting things about this character involved in the shooting uh, just to remind you, by the way, you are listening to Gray Matters here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and Yazoo City Calling will be coming up shortly. Uh, with uh, I think Morgan Drake is actually ba uh, back down in the studio. I saw him earlier. Incredible. The BBC, by the way, has been reporting that the uh, mother of the shooter apparently was a big survivalist. Um, this is going to come out eventually. I think the media has probably, uh, in America, has not reported on some of this, but apparently uh, she uh, had some apocalyptic beliefs. Uh, I don't know if the Mayan calendar is involved in this weirdness. Uh, the Mayans Even ran, more pathetic if it is, because yeah, of course, as any intelligent person... Right. Uh, <laughs> all numbers are random and arbitrary signifiers. There's about seven or eight different calendars actively functioning yeah. right now on the surface of the globe. Uh it's no end of the world. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Right. Uh, rest assured, the Mayans are extinct, so their calendar is somewhat irrelevant. They weren't too good at predicting the future anyway. They yeah. didn't see the Spaniards coming. But uh, there are people in apparently in the Pyrenees waiting for a UFO to rescue them uh, this coming Friday. So stay tuned for it. open. <laughs> there. Do, 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 do. <laughs> what happens to them. Anyway, thanks uh, to Andrew for engineering. Uh, have a peaceful, insane uh, holiday season. Yeah. Uh, it's and uh, distressing to have to deal with this sort of thing, but uh, sanity uh, must prevail. At some point. So uh, stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling coming up next. Oh, Mama. This is going to be a hard winter. Look how it's snowing. Baby won't be here anymore. <laughs> Just the day before Christmas, Mama wants to hear me more. I said just the day before Christmas, Mama wants to hear me more. 
Oh. 